faithwire.com. The Great Twitter Purge is underway. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I'm Dan Andros. Welcome to the 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. News from a Christian perspective. You can find us on iTunes. We'd love to have you subscribe there. And joining me as always, Trey Gones Phillips and Billy Hallowell, also from CBN's Faithwire. What's going on, guys? Well, just finishing up my third cup of coffee today and looking towards the weekend. We're nice. And you haven't been purged yet from Twitter, so well done. <laughs> not, well done. Not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> that is the not yet. Well, you know, like we were talking about on uh, before we started taping, it's like you, you, I, I'm debating, do I intentionally try to get myself torpedoed <laughs> from Twitter or do I just let it happen naturally? Just let it happen naturally. <laughs> just just Jesus loves you at this point. Right. I know. I know. Two plus, I mean, I just tweeted a few minutes ago, two plus two equals four. I don't know. I mean, that might be hateful and I could get banned at any moment. We'll see. Right. Maybe by the end of this podcast, I'm not there anymore. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to look at the great Twitter purge happening right now. But what else is coming up, guys? Well, speaking of the Twitter purge, uh, I'm going to be talking about a Disney star. She's actually stars in an ABC show, but ABC is owned by Disney, uh, who came out on social media on her Instagram account defending biological women against transgender uh, people in sports. Uh, and she's just being completely lambasted mm. by her co-stars on Twitter. So we'll talk about that story. We're also going to be talking about a Texas church that burned to the ground and the pastor and the congregation stood up and found hope in the midst of chaos. All right. Looking forward to those. We're going to start right here on the great Twitter purge, which yours truly has dubbed it that. I mean, I'm just I browse Twitter among the news sources as I'm scrolling through looking for the things that are going on. And every time I go check back, somebody's got their account locked up and deleted and uh, or just suspended or whatever Twitter calls it these days and uh it's really a chilling effect that's happening right now in particular because of what they're getting banned and suspended over so i think this all started guys that i mean they've been doing this for some time now but i think this all really kicked off when the babylon b had which is a satire site had an article about rachel levine and jokingly said you know our man of the year is rachel levine and uh so that got them suspended. Now, this is a satire site, and it got them suspended from Twitter for quote-unquote hateful conduct. Then you had Kyle Mann, who is the managing editor over at the Babylon Bee, and he tweeted sarcastically, hey, maybe we should um, post about Uyghurs getting thrown into, you know, getting caught up in a genocide in China, and maybe they'd let us have our account back. Obviously referring to the fact that um, Chinese accounts are not being banned, that Disney is filming in you know China. They were filming Mulan over there and and not getting in any you know trouble over that, pointing out the hypocrisy. And his account got suspended over that. Um, you also had Charlie Kirk talking about the gender issue, saying that uh, Rachel Levine had lived as a man for a certain amount of years, and his account got suspended over that. Um, Adam Ford, who is the original founder of the Babylon Bee, tweeted out, don't retweet this or you'll get suspended from Twitter. And he got suspended from Twitter for quote unquote hateful conduct. Now, I can't see in this what he actually retweeted, but I'm assuming it's just one of the other ones that ridiculously got um, criticized uh, over the uh, gender issue. Um, and this all comes, guys, as last night, 
um, Katanji Jackson Brown during the confirmation hearing was asked by Marsha Blackburn to define a woman and she couldn't, she refused to do it. Not that she couldn't. She said, I'm not a biologist was the answer that she gave there. So this is where we're at, guys, where this is not some issue where um, there's, um, I'm trying to think of a like issue, um, abortion or something like that, where there's two sides that debate their points. Like This is a scientific fact about men and women, about gender, that people are saying, and it, it's causing people to get their social media accounts removed or suspended. Very chilling effect. And people are just scratching their heads right now because you can't say something that is patently true. Men can't get pregnant, for example. You say that and you may get suspended on Twitter. It's it's unbelievable. You know, we talk about um, George Orwell in 1984, and this is it. I mean, I don't see how um, truthful facts getting suspended, uh, getting you suspended for saying them is anything but suppression of free speech at, at a bare minimum. Um, but... Uh, I mean, I think it even goes into huge activism and uh, oppression at that point. So, you know, guys, this is where we're at. And um, it's hard to see if Twitter is going to be letting up anytime soon. But um, but man, people are dropping like flies on social media over this issue. Well, and and speaking of oppression, clearly like this is something... You know, we cannot be afraid to speak the truth. We have yeah. to speak the truth and you got to do it in love. I think a lot of people, what they're trying to do right now is make people afraid to speak the truth. If you speak the truth, you can't use our platform. We will remove you from it. There's a major difference between making fun of somebody and being cruel and speaking what the truth is. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, we know there's a father of lies and we know that these are lies and good is being called evil and evil is being called good. These are all things we see throughout scripture, I just think we have to remember, you know, look back to the disciples and what happened to them. You know, you're going to, you're going to face trials and tribulations for telling the truth. You shouldn't be afraid of telling the truth. And it just, it's concerning to me to think about where are we going to be? If you had said, you know, 10 years ago, oh, we're having this conversation right now. None of us would have really believed it. I don't think yet. I can't imagine what 10 years from now looks like. My hope is that people stand up, tell the truth, speak the truth in love, or else, you know, they're going to get a, get a lot darker. Mm. And mm. yeah, go ahead, Trey. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that a, this kind of stuff reminds me, one, of just the, the grace and goodness of God, right? That we continually uh, rebel against truth. We continually push back against, we, against what we know to be God's design, uh, but he still seeks after us. Like I'm reminded in the, the beginning of Genesis when, uh, of course, Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil after they'd been told not to. Uh, and they were all of a sudden like aware of their nakedness. And what was God's response? Of course, he rebuked them, but then he also clothed them. Uh, so God continues to provide for us uh, in in our, our sin and rebellion for those who who trust in, in Christ, obviously. So uh, it's it, that to me is just to profound truth, but also, uh, like you were saying, Billy, it's just a complete denial of of reality. And we do know this from Scripture. We do know uh, that truth will be uh, perverted and that uh, lies will be passed off as as truth, uh, even when it's not. Like I was just thinking, we were talking off off air a few minutes ago. If you look up uh, different people who are who have transitioned, who are transgender now, either male or female. 
if you look them up online, uh, you can't find uh, there's one in particular who I was a, a writer for FX or name the Janet mock is this person's name. And I was looking up uh, that person's history and you, Janet is a transgender woman. You can't find any documentation to state that Janet mock was biologically male before transitioning. So it's just the, the erasure of, of truth to me, it kind of hints that maybe they're, they know that if we actually had the debate, uh, people would would see through through the lies. So we have to c- keep you from actually discussing it. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's. I mean, it doesn't even matter the issue. Just this, the way they're handling it is so, like yeah. I said, chilling. It really should send it because even if you don't like somebody's point, you should the the right reaction should just be to you can respond to it, you can ignore it, you can stand down, but. We shouldn't just be out there trying to this. We've talked about this. Trey, you and I have talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast, you know, over the past year, uh, you know, just about you cannot possibly control speech the way that Facebook and Twitter and the social media outlets want to control it. They, they've got these algorithms to try to catch things. And, uh, you, you know, they're trying to curate this fake experience, right? That That's not real. And they're trying to create this. Oh, this. Oh, this safe zone for you to be in like just let people talk i mean honestly the one thing you could convince me potentially to do is that you can't for these networks is to really verify your identity before you're allowed to sign Mm -hmm. on to the thing i really do think that that's one of the downfalls is that you know people are out there egg counting it egg accounting it up you know they just throw an egg (laughs) on there and then just speak whatever ridiculous thoughts come to their mind with no fear of of repercussion. I feel like if you actually had your name on your account, I don't even respond to anyone who doesn't have their real name up there, right? If I'm ever in the crosshairs on Twitter or social media, if you got a fake name, I'm just blocking you. Like, just get out you're of here. You're just done. You're not you're, even, you're not you're even, not even no. If you, if you can't have your real name up there and make this opinion, you're not worth my time. Just get out. So, yeah. um, anyway, but I, that'd be something that'd be nice if you could actually get people to put their name on record behind a lot of these things they're saying. And if everybody would ignore that, but generally speaking, let the speech fall where it may, and then just ignore it, you know, but they're trying to control everything. And I think that ends poorly every time you try. Yeah. Well, they're controlling it on one side, right? right? right, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that they go after people who would look, if somebody comes at me and starts attacking Christianity is stupid. People who believe in Christianity are dumb, awful, stupid people. Christianity is a lie. They're not banning people. And they shouldn't for saying that Christianity is a lie. So that's where this becomes so bizarre, to your point. They're trying to control something, but it's through their own lens of truth, quote with quotes, because it's not real truth. So I don't know. It's it's just sad to watch people be lied to and be Mm -hmm. lied into a delusion. That is the sad part of the the entirety of this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, for story number two, we're actually going to stick with the the same topic. I want to share what Natasha Ward, uh, she's an actor on the Disney-owned ABC series Station 19. This is what she posted in part on her Instagram story the other day. When your truth trumps the truth and forces me to pretend that it's not a lie, we have a very real problem. Uh, She shared that comment on a story, like I said, posted to her personal Instagram account, uh, defending biological women over the debate Uh, amid the debate over the the transgender movement. 
She went on to write, supporting trans freedom does not mean it's okay to violate the rights of biological women. Pretending that trans women are not men who have a biological advantage and therefore place an undue burden on biological women is make-believe and it is not science nor fact. In the long run, women will have to take illegal substances in order to beat men identifying, in quotes, as women in women's sports. Uh, she posted the social media post as uh, as debate has ensued over University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas. We've talked about several times here. Uh, Thomas is a biological man who identifies as a transgender woman. Uh, late last week, Thomas beat two biological women, uh, one who is a, an Olympic silver medalist from Florida in the 500-yard freestyle event of the Women's Swimming and Diving Championships of the NCAA. Uh, Thomas's victory over those women actually caused so much frustration uh, with a, a lot of people uh, were taking to social media to say that Emma Wyant, the, the Olympic silver medalist who came second, uh, is the true winner of the competition. Even Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, issued a proclamation yesterday uh, stating that Wyant uh, should have been and is, uh, at least in Florida's eyes, uh, the true winner of the competition. Uh, so what Ward went on to say that you know embracing biological men who identify as women as true bona fide women uh, will result in quote pushing women out of the upper echelons of elite sports entirely as we biologically cannot compete apart from enhanced substances forcing women to endanger their bodies that is science she concluded that is fact your truth is not the truth and when it infringes upon fact and places an undue burden which displaces my rights uh, we have gone too far uh, that's a similar position, by the way, to uh, the, the position voiced by Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. She sparked a whole lot of uproar in the summer of 2020 uh, when she tweeted, if sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally uh, is erased. So Ward is not alone. Uh, there are a few people uh, who have been brave enough to, to speak out, uh, but there certainly is backlash. Uh, and Ward has faced backlash from several of her own co-stars in Station 19, uh, actors Paris Barclay, Jaina Lee Ortiz, Shane Hartline, and Barrett Doss all rebuked uh, Ward either directly or indirectly on Twitter. Uh, Barclay tweeted, there's two sides to this argument, the side of love, understanding, empathy, and support, and the side of bigotry, ignorance, misinformation, and transphobia. Ms. Natasha Ward, you are on the wrong side. Uh, Ortiz, uh, like Barclay, accused Ward of transphobia. Uh, Hartline indirectly condemned Ward by writing, he is a quote-unquote trans ally who doesn't support anything that believes uh, that transgender people don't deserve the same rights uh, as everyone else does. Uh, and then Doss uh, quoted Poe's writer Janet Mock, who is transgender, uh, when she described transgender women as heroines, uh, all seemingly, like I said, in response to Ward's comments. So all of this comes, as we've talked about on the on the podcast, as the Walt Disney Company uh, has vociferously condemned Florida's parental rights and education legislation, which was uh, also, like we've talked about, intentionally, uh, deceptively characterized uh, by the left and members of the news media as the don't say gay bill, even though the bill is all of five pages long and never once contains uh, the word gay. Um, so Disney CEO Bob Chapek, uh, he initially tried to stay out of the out of the controversy, but eventually weighed in when there was just too much internal uh, internal pressure uh, and and 
honestly, pressure from journalists, pressure from the media uh, who misrepresented the bill to begin with. Uh, so it kind of forced their hand. Uh, and now it seems like they've gone all in on this. Not only are uh, Ward's co-stars, who are, like I said, working for a Disney-owned property, uh, attacking Ward for her position, uh, Disney is doubling and tripling down on this issue. Uh, there's even a CBN News report up right now uh, claiming that uh, Disney plans to lobby against a directive handed down a couple weeks ago uh, by Texas Governor Greg Abbott to label so-called sex reassignment surgeries uh, on minors as child abuse. This is according to that report. Uh, Paul Richardson, the chief human resources officer for Disney, uh, he said that the company is planning to take action against Abbott's order, saying that during an all-staff meeting, uh, because of our presence in Texas, we want to know that we've signed on. We want you to know that we've signed on to the human rights campaign's letter opposing the Texas bill that criminalizes parents who provide for their transgender children gender-affirming care. And CBN News has reached out to Disney for comment, but they have not yet responded. Uh, so our, our stories will, of course, be updated if they do. Um, but as far as why it matters, look, I, this is we it's similar to the conversation we just had. Uh, the unwillingness to even have a conversation uh, is problematic. And to me, as a believer, uh, like I said a, a few minutes, minutes ago, guys, it, it makes me believe that uh, these people who are so committed uh, to this, the left side of the argument, they believe that if the conversation were actually to take place, people would actually see through the noise and realize the truth uh, as you know, God designed us male and female. I think people would actually understand that truth. So because of the fact that people would probably understand the truth, uh, it has to be eliminated. It has to be hided and, and silenced. Um, so, but like you said, Billy, I think it's important. Truth matters. And I think it's important that people, particularly believers, continue to speak out about truth uh, and share truth uh, as long as we're doing it in love. Yeah. And, and I think it's really telling, guys, the fact that when you look at those responses to uh, this actress who I think posed some very reasonable questions, these weren't like slanders and just trying to be hot take like, oh, he's a no. dude. It wasn't it wasn't that vibe. Not hateful at all. No, it was very much like, hey, this is a problem. We need to address it. Here's why. And what, what did the responses do? Did they address any of her points? No, they, yeah. they just say, oh, well, you're on the side of bigotry. End of story. I mean, this is the bludgeon many on the left like to use, just bigotry, racist, etc., without actually talking about these things and thinking them through. And as you said, I think when you think them through and when you talk them through, uh, the logic very quickly falls apart and the science falls apart. I mean, it's very, you know, I keep seeing all this this stuff, you know, where they, in response to this, they say, well... Uh, you know, as in the, the judge who was asked, you know, last night about, uh, you know, what to define a woman. If you can't define what a woman is, then how can you ever say what one is, right? So on all these other times you're talking about women, what do you mean? Because if anyone can say they're a woman, then no one's no one's a woman. woman. They, You know what I mean? Like you can't just yeah. say what you are and determine your own reality. I can't say I'm a tree. I can't say I'm a plane. <laughs> You know, I, I can't just say that. And that's, well, what's a plane? I don't know. Just whatever, whoever says they're a plane. Like, no, it has an actual definition. Women are females who have reproductive organs that produce babies, right? Like, and they're different from males. Like, this is easy, obvious stuff here, but nobody wants to, at least nobody on the left seems to want to be able to speak those truths out loud. 
Yeah. And I think the most unfortunate part, obviously I second everything you guys just said, but the most unfortunate part is that you have a cast member who's being berated by the rest of her cast. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a certain level of, and I know this is somewhat sort of tangential to the conversation, but there's a certain level of respect that you have for people, even those with whom you disagree. I think we've all been in situations where we've been debating or talking with somebody on the other side of an issue. And for me, you get to know those people, you've worked with them. You're not going to just go out. You might disagree over ideas. These were pretty harsh rebukes of the person they weren't just rebukes of the idea and that to me was was one of the most unfortunate parts of that and again i I, we have to say this a third time because you're completely right trey and dan you said this too if you are not afraid of the conversation then you just have the conversation Mm -hmm. you have the debate and the best argument wins what this is is a form of bullying everybody into silence so that only one narrative can be heard and the sad part is there are real consequences to people you know believing these things not only for adults but children as we're watching around the country this debate unfold so anyway i just wanted to highlight that with the co-stars because i found that to be troubling yeah definitely you know i i'd like to just you know mention too that it seems like uh some of this is because we've turned politics into a religion mm-hmm. uh, and now your ideas aren't something separate and apart from you to be discussed like your ideas are you uh so when you uh when when natasha ward says something it's seen as this like personal attack against other people because these are their bona fide right convictions and that's who they are Uh, it's like no your politics makes an awful religion Uh, and this you know we're seeing some of of why uh, in in the fact that we just absolutely berate anybody who has a different view than me because it's words are violence now and it's a it's Mm. a personal affront yeah she'll be fired by friday i'm sure Um, (laughs) right yeah all right so our last story and this is off topic it's actually a different topic so this is about a church down in texas there have been a lot of wildfires and, and fires raging throughout different counties in texas this particular situation is a church in the city of ranger and this particular church, there were fires. Um, a man was actually arrested and accused of starting the fires in this town. But apparently these fires overtook a number of buildings, including this 103-year-old church, Second Baptist Church. It was burned very badly and basically destroyed from what we know. The roof caved in, um, one of the top floors caved in, and, and congregates cannot use the church. So on Sunday... The fire happened on Thursday. On Sunday, the church came together. They had an impromptu lawn service with folding chairs. And what's so interesting is this particular church, uh, they were sort of dying before this fire happened. There were only five to 10 members showing up every Sunday. And people were telling them, you should just close up. But they really felt God calling them to continue. And they were starting to grow, apparently. Then this fire happened. And on Sunday, they had over 100 people apparently show up to this service Um, Some local churches closed so that those members would come. And the pastor, Wade Berry, just delivered this incredible message. He talked about how the building was gone, but how how people are grieving, but how they can still have hope. And so that message we have actually over on Faithwire, you can see the message. And remember, this is a town that it's not just the church that was burned. There are other buildings. People have lost a lot. 
Um, and what's so intriguing is that the church is actually planning to continue. They want to rebuild, and they're going to be making plans um, on Sunday. They're going to be having a meeting to decide what their future holds. But another woman, um, Wendy Rogers, who heads up um, music at the church, she said some really um, incredible things as well. Uh, she said, you know, God's not done with us. And she was talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, even when we when we face tragedy, right, when we face these difficulties, we can find peace in the midst of that. And that's the same thing the pastor preached on Sunday. I want to just read a quote. He said, we are always more than the tragedies we face. There is beauty in ashes, hope in despair, and hope is evident even in mourning. And so this is a congregation that's mourning, and they decided to show up, hold an outdoor service, and they had over 100 people there. It's just it's just an amazing message. I think a lot of times we want to curl up when things go wrong. Um, you know, you lose your church, you lose your building, you lose all your possessions. And, you know, here you have this church coming together, worshiping Jesus. Um, and he said one other thing I want to highlight, because this is really the, the why it matters. He said, do we worship a Jesus who only matters when times are good? Or do we worship the Jesus who is always King of Kings and Lord of Lords? And so you can, again, watch that message over on Faithwire. I'm um, pretty inspiring stuff. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, man, it's it's an evidence of that. How do you keep that positive outlook in the midst of a trial? I mean, I can't imagine what having your church, you know, burned down is like. Um, it's got to be horrible, you know. And um, uh, to see them just sort of respond that way and the outpouring from everyone around, I think uh, it's it's great. I mean, it really kind of gives you a little bit of hope in the midst of all this craziness going on. Yeah. You know, it's a good reminder, too, of uh, our call as believers to be hopeful uh, amid adversarial situations and, and certainly devastating situations. Um, and I think it can it can tie into this other stuff. Obviously, there's not a direct link, but I think the behavior that this pastor has had, the posture this pastor has had, pastor has had uh, is a good reminder for us when we're talking about, you know, sexuality, L the LGBTQ stuff and, and defining male and female or just uh, engaging in difficult conversations with with people about any number of issues, abortion, you know, whatever, uh, that we should come from a posture of of hopefulness uh, in knowing that we know the arc of the arc of God's plan and His sovereignty over all, uh, and and ultimately our goal here on this earth isn't to win arguments, uh, but to you know facilitate the Holy Spirit's work to lead more and more people. Uh, to Christ. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a good story because it's a good reminder of, of, of what we believe as Christians. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Finding that hope in the midst of the most unimaginable circumstances and also believing God. I mean, that this church, again, they yeah. were dying. Yeah. And, you know, they decided we're going to keep going. And now they're inspiring people, tons of media outlets to pick this story up that they did this That's service. Awesome. You just never know what God's doing. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, guys, we made it. We made it past the midway point. We've done it once again. Right, full credit over. to us. I mean, we're yeah. we're not not being proud or arrogant. Just you know, facts. Just facts. truthful. Just facts. Confident. Facts is all here. Just speak the truth in love. CBNnews.com, right. faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Do not forget to subscribe to us at iTunes. Don't let these crazy algorithms decide what you see. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. See ya. <laughs>